0: Hey, uh, this is Max James and Ryan from Good Brews, Bad Hello. Views a podcast that usually talks about bad movies and good beards alongside of it. But uh, last night, we or Monday night, we went and saw "They Shall Not Grow Old," the Peter Jackson World War One documentary where they took um, archival footage from the war, like remastered it, made it in color, and then had World War One veterans like talking over the footage. Right there. And this is a a very uh, limited series event, and it's it's only going to be showing on two nights, December 17th and the 27th. We're recording this on the 18th, and we just kind of wanted to give our thoughts about the movie while it's still fresh in our minds, because we we really think that if you have a chance, you need to go out and see this documentary. So what was your guys' overall thoughts about this? Was this what you were expecting?
1: You want to start, James? To answer that question, yes. I I got what I expected. Um, from from this experience but it's still something that i very much wanted to see like i from from being a little bit familiar with a lot of peter jackson's other work i, I expected this arc to be developed a, f- a fairly intimate look into the life of a soldier it was kind of what i was anticipating but just just seeing some of that some of that footage with the fidelity that technology has, has given to it now uh, with a lot of the, the voiceovers and the testimonials from, you know, people who went through this war was really, really something to experience. Um, and I very much recommend it to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know um, if all showings are in 3D, but I actually, for the most part, found the 3D uh, addition to this to, to add to it, for the most part. There were a few times where it was a little sketchy, the 3D effect, but I, I, I liked it overall.
0: Yeah. The, the the 3D thing I will say was probably one of the most surprising aspects of the um, of the movie, as as when we you know we walked in we got our glasses I'm like why why is this of all things in 3D but when you see that restored footage taken from its original aspect ratio uh, remastered blown up put to color ha- um, with with the sound effects and then um, some depth and that depth where you're actually looking at these <clears throat> are the environments and the lives these people live these are the actual corpses in the trench it made it feel just that much more real even though it was a very very alien thing to see that footage
2: done like that
1: right right
2: it it definitely has the jackson touch um, to it so one of the things that that if you stay after the movie um, jackson goes through about 30 minutes of of technical and Philosophical reasons for for making the movie, um, and how he did it. So, which I, I highly, would
0: highly recommend you stay for that half an hour. Yeah, like I, I, Ryan, I, I know you and Kayla had to duck out of it, um, but you had a rather uh, pressing evening.
2: Definitely stay for that. But um, one of the things that he says at that point is that he wanted to uh have a non-historian make a documentary for non-historians, and so that speaks to what you were talking about Ryan that it's it's it tells the life of a single soldier through the through an amalgamation of many soldiers stories um, this is not going to be a documentary that's going to go in and then be you know on this day this happened or yeah, here's yeah. the speaking the, of this battle this occurred
1: they're, they're not hammering you know standardized test question test trivia question into you, yeah whatever.
0: The, the only date in the movie is 11 11 18 which is when the ceasefire happens and um, yeah, it's, it's such a very humanistic approach to this like horrible four years inflicted upon a generation across multiple countries. It's, I, 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 I don't, I don't have good words for, for what it is, but it, like it was not what I was expecting. So I, I was expecting something a little more on the, the standard kind of historian aspect maybe. But, you know, I I think I just heard about it like a week or two before we went and saw it. So I didn't I didn't have that that time to kind of like seep in and think about well, well, how would Peter Jackson do it and whatnot. So the little uh mini doc mini making of documentary afterwards is some of the most enjoyable things because little known to anyone in this room, Peter Jackson is probably like the biggest World War 1 nerd I've ever <laughs> heard of, whatever. There's they recreated all the sound effects as far as like the artillery going off, people marching through the mud and stuff like that. And like load people loading artillery, and to get that like sound, he's like, "Well, I just, you know, we we took a microphone out to my World War 1 artillery, which I just, you know, happened to have and we recorded the actions of like the the hinges opening and the mechanisms working. I'm like, and you know when they were talking about how they were colorizing everything, he's like, well, I've got this giant you know wardrobe of like every uniform that was used by you know the British armed forces at the time, and it's just
1: (laughs) it's a bit of an eccentric in that regard.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, because you know like you know we like I have a cousin who does World War II reenactment, and you know World War II History Channel had this massive history boner for 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 years or whatnot. But I, I brought this up to to you know to you guys and other people when Wonder Woman came out is like you don't see a lot of media or that much history about World War One. I. I don't know if it's because it's a, it's it's already removed enough from the generation that there's not a lot of still living sources that that they that they can cut to for like our, you know for footage or whatnot. Like there is still a, for World War Two or increasingly less of. What did you guys think about as far as like your knowledge of World War I and like going into it?
1: yeah, I mean i um to speak a little bit to that I a, a lot of the the cinema that is thrown at us is World War two if it is gonna be some sort of historical war that's the biggest piece of the pie uh so for me this was it, it was fresh in a lot of ways, and it was something that I haven't had a lot of exposure to and for someone who knows basically zero about history, I find these things very interesting um especially. When I learn a lot of my history from movies like a very bad citizen
0: well I mean <laughs> at least you're you know trying to do
1: that at, right at, yeah at, yeah um, no, I, mean, sorts. I know my boundaries
2: yeah um so one to speak to your world War one topic max I think a lot of it has to do with one World War one isn't necessarily the most compelling um when you put it next to a world war two from sure. an action standpoint mm-hmm um, a lot of it is really just horrible, brutal carnage that occurs to to men um, and, and men who are in no way prepared for what they're facing. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean that's that's any war, but you know, you're going to run into that from a from a perspective that if you're trying to tell a story, it's not, it's really hard to tell a compelling World War One story um, if you're trying to make it historical in any way, shape, or form. So I think you find the the leftovers of world war 1 particularly no man's land used to greater effect in fantasy tales um a lot of ash wastes or, or things like that are, are clearly remainders of world war of world war 1 um the the big one is uh was it 9 was that the yes. movie with the little yep. the little the uh, the, little puppets, puppet dude. the puppet yep. dudes yeah i mean that's that's a clear you know clear allegory to um what what could have happened the war to end wars so, yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is to tell those story, the world, those big World War One stories, you needed – I mean, old world War, world War II movies had the – like Ryan said, you'd use the archival footage. Um, but now, I mean, modern stories don't do that anymore. Modern stories tell – you know, recreate these things is what they do, mm-hmm. or whether it's through CGI or through, or through their own methods. Um, but to do that for a long time, you had to – to tell a true size of these World War One stories, I mean, I, th- I believe 60,000 men died in this, the Battle of the Somme. Like, yeah. you can't, it, people just didn't have the budget or no, the CGI no. power or to, to tell that story. And I, I actually think that you're probably going to start seeing more World War One stories as those, those capabilities have become more accessible to people. Uh, and I,
0: I will agree, especially with how, um, in that little making of documentary, which, um, this Jackson described, like you know, they were doing like modern film techniques as far as like zooming and tracking shots, as opposed to just, you know, a person the the, the footage people would get from just like cranking the camera and seeing a scene mm-hmm, plop mm-hmm. out and that, and it, it made it much more digestible to a, uh, um, contemporary uh, a, audience. yeah, exactly, contemporary yeah. audience. <laughs> Excuse me, gentlemen. What really stood out things you're going to remember about watching that? For me, there's two things. Uh, When they got to the section about the No Man's Land or the trench warfare and living under shelling, when they had, like, an aerial shot of the trenches and they kept zooming out and you kept seeing, like, how vast the area was of just, like, shelling and shells. um, um, Just mutilated earth. filled with water. And there was just, like, hundreds of, like, super small lakes mm-hmm. of just, you know, going through the winter. And then um, there's one line that will stick out to me when they, talk, when they talked about going over the top and um, going across no man's land. And they started, the British soldiers started being shelled about a soldier's, the front of his chest was, like, cleaved off. And the, the line was, it was a spectacular display of anatomy. Yeah, of just right. like uh, you can you can you can picture it in your head like what that looks like.
1: Right, because the way it was described was almost as though you like the front of one of the soldiers was like like, like, like a door, and you just opened it, and all yeah, of his guts yep. fell out.
0: Yeah, it was. I you could only have like like we saw some pretty like graphic pictures, uh, depictions of like what gangrene
2: looks like right.
0: or trench foot, yep. which I've heard about. I couldn't have told you what it looked like, but. Those Can't images now. it's like, okay, yeah, I, I can do it now. <laughs> Just instilling like that level of like, this is what it, the carnage that was inflicted upon um, the soldiers was, is probably going to stick with me.
2: What, what about you guys? Two things for me. One Jackson's decision to have the entirety told um by the voices of the people that were there, I think is a, is a big, it's a very big thing. There's a difference between somebody reading something off or people speaking about what they truly experienced and then the second portion is is actually, in a lot of ways, the the colorization of the the trenches themselves the the difference between what green grass looks like and just you know sticky sinking mud mm-hmm. that that these men spent years living in. Yeah, um, that doesn't as ridiculous as it sounds. I mean, it really comes to life. When you put color by it, it becomes something where you don't you don't understand what these places truly looked like until you start you start seeing it in color.
0: Yeah, when 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 they first cha- uh, went to color, and I remember the the film looked very alien. Like I, you know, we have all we'd seen that you know archival footage and the inconsistent uh, crank speed of the cameras and whatnot, but to see it at a consistent twenty four frames per second and in color, with depth, with audio, it would it just it just didn't look real for you know good fifteen minutes until you got adjusted to this is what you are watching. Yep. Ryan
1: Um yeah so the things that are really gonna stick out to me I I very much like how the movie handled um showing the mentality of a soldier when you are actively engaged in war versus how that same soldier or same group of soldiers, how they feel when they've been removed from the battlefield. I thought that was really powerful because yeah, it's, it's, it's totally unfathomable. Uh, you know, what, what you would have to experience, what would go through your mind if you were put into that kind of situation, um, you know, being on the front lines in the infantry back then and just kind of the stories that are told during that part of the movie. And then, you're removed back when you're not in combat. It's just, it's very humanizing of everybody. And it was really interesting when you got off the battlefield, especially when they had taken German uh, prisoners, just to hear a lot of the stories, just like, well, we captured these fucking German guys and you know, we're kind of just like being buddies with them right now. It's like the Germans and us, we just, we want this shit to be done. Like nobody likes war. I thought that was very powerful the way that they, they did that in this movie. I think that, that alone is one of the biggest reasons that I feel that people should go see uh, this film. I think that's a really important idea.
0: Yeah, that I would, I would definitely put that up there. You know, because, um, like, like uh, they they didn't obviously have footage of them crossing over to to German um, trenches and whatnot because they obviously couldn't have a cameraman go and do that too dangerous. So they used a lot of. Um, you know, artwork from a, um, a magazine called like the weekly war, which was, you know, like artist interpretations of what it was like mm. to go across the lines and whatnot. Right. And obviously a lot of them were done in a, in a, uh, uh, propaganda kind of way of like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, Ger- the, the British and Scottish are all very, you know, strapping young lads and charging and doing their duty. while the Germans are all like snivelly and mm. but, um, and that, and that's something, um, Jackson acknowledges. But just seeing the footage of of them, like they're going through their pockets and it's a picture, and he's like, "Okay, no, put that, put the picture back in your pocket." Yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's you. Know, you know, that's, that's you. That's yeah, it's important you, to you. You take it, and it's like, okay, you you carry this guy in the stretcher, and you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just to see, like, the weird camaraderie of like it's people of at the war. people being at war, being like, "Yeah, we're we're side, doing this because that's what was yeah. declared by the ruling class and whatever." The, so the
1: side didn't matter so much, right? Yeah. And, uh,
0: Unless you were a machine gunner. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. And you were, uh, yeah.
1: D- to dip a little bit more into just like the technical stuff of what the movie did that I thought added to the experience, um, the-, the 3D part of it, I th- for me, was really perhaps most impactful in a lot of the trench footage because you get a feel for just how claustrophobic it was. Yeah. Those trenches were absolutely absurdly small.
2: The um, I think the best, the, a great example of that, Ryan, was they were showing people sleeping.
1: Yeah, and in in, if you wanted anywhere to sleep, a lot of them they had to dig their own little like cubby hole into the side oh, of the trench to whatever. even just yeah to just roll themselves into and hope okay. to God they
2: slept. And then they'd fit two people right. in the space of what looked to be about a single bed.
1: Right, and then you know with the changing of the seasons, <laughs> the water would rise up and turn the whole thing into a fucking swamp. <laughs> yep. Wild, absolutely wild.
0: Yeah. Can can only imagine. Mm. And uh, one of the things Jackson um, hopes people do is ask if they still have any, ask their grandparents or great, grandparents, great grandparents, if you just have them, if anyone in their family was in the war, because I think the, the last veteran died a couple years ago. And that's later. correct. Yes. And, and that following generation only, only has 10, 15 years left. Mm-hmm. Probably 10, 10 to 20 years. And uh, that's yeah. You're being generous. <laughs> I'm being generous. That's fine. I'm being generous. Um, Excuse me so but, but but still it's like that connection will be lost unless you know we continue to establish that contact because you know world war one it's like it's the first major war of the 20th century and um there's a lot of things that happen in that conflict that uh we're still trying to deal with now like they talk about how how soldiers were treated when they came back from the war. Uh, you can obviously see people developing early onset PTSD mm-hmm. with people walking away from the trenches and them not knowing how to deal with it or what that was back then. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get a chance. Get, just, just go see it if you can.
1: Yep. That's the main bullet point from yeah. our, our rantings.
0: Anything else you guys want to add before we set them off?
1: No, man, go see it if if nope. you can. Um go see it. Take your kids maybe if they're not too young. There's some pretty explicit uh violence and, and gore butts. in it. Yeah, and, yeah the there's one. some butts. <laughs> there's, <sighs> there,
0: there there was a good amount of humor in it, I would say. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 So let's,
1: yeah. let's 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 touch on that a little bit before we wrap up. But yeah, I, I think the movie and again when when people are not actively in war or uh, when when they're not on the front lines, there's a lot of there's a lot of levity there. And just like being in that kind of situation, it's just kind of you have to find ways to be happy. Yeah. And yeah. there were a lot of parts just with uh, this guys screwing with each other and the, just being just being goofy. Yeah. that were really really funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's, um, there's behavioral amongst the soldiers that you can see that is carried carried across a hundred years, right? Of conflict yeah. of just guys being guys, just yeah. dicking with each other
2: because they're bored. Well, and and that's why the the you know the first first line sources is so important in that is that those you lose the context of, of why those guys were doing those things or why those things were mm-hmm. were, were, were okay and funny because they're the ones being, saying like yes we, we did these things we, these are the reasons we did them we, we needed to, to return back to some normalcy and, and restore right. our faith
0: yeah so uh, one thing I will say about like when you're taking your kids is the crowd was not what I was expecting to see that movie. It
1: was a very eclectic mix of folks. It was a folks.
0: very just diverse group of people. Right. As far as age, sex, groups of people. You know, there, there was Clothing couples, choices. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was old, young. There yeah. were a couple kids in the crowd. Which I was like, you're really bringing like, a kid under 10 to see this?
1: Yeah, that might be a uh, little too young. Maybe. Well, I don't know.
0: What, one thing I will say about the movie, just is a final thought, is they didn't show any footage of people actually being... Killed.
1: They showed people being the aftermath. They showed they
0: showed um, some shell hits where horses got wounded, but it wasn't in focus. It was far off. Yeah. Um. But you didn't see people walking across a shell explode and then those people not walking across. Mm -hmm. That I can remember. I could be mistaken though. Either way, December twenty seventh. That's supposed to be the last night. It's in in theaters. I'm sure it's going to get a. some kind of release the other dvd streaming oh yeah definitely something like yeah, that well it's it's yeah it's great film uh great amount of devotion that's gone into it as far as took like four years for these guys to make this movie definitely check it out it's only 90 minutes moves very quickly um very engaging there's a there, there's a sense of dread that kind of like lingers over it initially because you hear about like oh yeah we're doing marching orders of 10 miles and then 12 mm-hmm. miles and then how to About Face, then it's like, you're not going to need any of that. <laughs> but still, go see it. Go talk to people about it. Ask your relatives if they've if, if anyone in your family was involved in World War One. Learn something about your history. Oh. We've got one more movie coming out in 2018. It's much lighter than World War I. Uh, so we hope you check it out. It drops on 1230. And then uh, we'll see you in 2019. So as always, please watch. And drink responsibly. Good night. Bye-bye.